Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray, your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our co-host, and Shine, our producer. Thank you all for coming in and joining us today. Appreciate you stopping by the Housing Hour. And speaking of the Housing Hour, you can find us online, uh, thehousinghour.com. You can find many resources about our past shows and future shows right there on the site. It's a very user-friendly site. And uh, Mark, our co-host, has become the webmaster that he is and just really devoted a lot of time and energy. It's awesome, Mark. Well, thanks, uh, but that's because of our web designer has helped us and taught me how to do WordPress. So things I never knew I could do, it's it's actually easy to do. I tell you, he's just doing a great job with it. And Kevin Thomas, who was our web uh, design specialist, uh, the Housing Hours web, web design specialist, uh, we give him his kudos as well. So we want to just thank you for coming in. And, and everybody knows at this point, um, the Housing Hour is a show designed to bring in um, experts and specialists and people that understand whatever topic it is that we are uh, exploring. And as you all know, we've been exploring energy efficiencies and how it is that you can make your home more inefficient, or not more inefficient, more efficient. And a lot of homes are inefficient, and that's what we're trying to change. And Mark, I think that one of the best things about this series that we completed, um, which you can actually find right there at the housinghour.com is the just the information that's out there that people may or may not know about but that you really can really create for yourself a significant savings but also help the environment all at the same time well and that's really what's blown me away and so what i i did on the website because they gave me the tools and taught me how to do this is we create created a special link underneath uh editorials uh called energy efficiency in homes and we put together just the uh, series, the interviews from uh, starting with Dr. Simpson from ORNL. And uh, we went down, we just talked about general energy efficiencies. Then we went into uh, ORNL with uh, Dr. Jackson, who is a specialist in the, in the, uh, in the research part end of that. Mm-hmm. And so with the, uh, today, our special guest, we're going to continue the, uh, the engineering and research part of that and how, what they've learned so far. So for those out there who um, want to go back and listen to the archive shows, they can do that by simply going to www.thehousinghour.com and you'll find a little tab right in the middle of the screen called Edutorials. You click on that and then you'll locate within all of the other resources the link that Mark is referring to. And then that will give you so that you don't have to look around and pick and choose and find out which one's which, even though they're all titled very well. You can go specifically to which show you want to listen to. Like you said, we had Dr. Simpson on. We had Dr. Jackson. We had Harvey Abelada. So we had some really experts that, that dove into this. And so with that being said, let's bring in today's expert, and that is David Lee. David Lee, thank you so much for joining us. 
No, thank thank you for having me. Absolutely, you're with the U.S. Department of Energy, um, and I am. your your role with them, um, I guess, is your building technologies residential program. You head that up. I would assume that's what your role is. That is right. I am. I am the well. I, I am the supervisor of the residential building integration program within the organization of the Building Technologies Program. The Building Technologies Program is a large effort by the Department of Energy that spans emerging technologies uh, all the way through my program up until the development of building codes and products and appliances. So there's about 70 of us here at the Building Technologies Program and what I do is I oversee a, a part of that called the uh, residential integration uh, program. Okay, so for our listeners that just happen to be tuning in for the first time when we've discussed these energy efficiency issues, let me recap and unpack so that they understand what I'd like to talk to you about. So okay. we've, we've talked to these experts and we've give it, been given pretty much three basic principles from all of the discussions that we've had. And hopefully I get this right, but the number one thing that you need to do is you really need to look and evaluate what you currently have. Then we have found from our three experts, the next thing that you want to do is you want to to change what you can. What was the second one called? It's, it's uh, you want to evaluate yeah, I can't remember the evaluate and then you want to then implement some of the yeah. things, some of the suggestions that the evaluation has uncovered. Sure. So then right. after that, the next step would be to produce something. So one of the things the evaluation is going to definitely probably drum up is that your your home is leaking. <laughs> it's leaking air basically. Right. So and you know, I think that your your part of this is fascinating because your role really is to let's retrofit as many homes as we can and let's look and see how that's plausible so talk a little bit about what i just you know kind of went over where do you fit in and all that and talk to us a little bit about your role in this uh this piece well my role the role of my staff is to bring the technologies that make homes energy efficient, bring them to the market. And as you've mentioned, your past guest, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Roderick. Yes, uh, Jackson. Roderick Jackson and works with us and they really work on cutting edge research and they are working on making homes uh, and we have a particular goal of, of making an existing home 50% more energy efficient than it truly is, right, than it is right now. Wow. And our goal for that is uh, to demonstrate that, that technology by 2015 across all of the United States. Mm -hmm. So I kind of take the information that uh, Dr. Jackson has brings to us and then we then work with builders and we work with contractors to get that uh, those technologies out there now dr jackson works on cutting-edge technologies but for existing homes right now uh, we already know what needs a house needs usually to improve its energy efficiency by 20 and 30 percent we know the technologies it's nothing it's not it's not uh, space age technology it'll get you there it's going to be air sealing as you mentioned yeah. earlier it's going to be insulation it's going to be uh, the purchase of energy star products and appliances so we know what needs to be done 
So as I sit here in, in my office, I, we kind of say, well, this generally is what is required. But kind of to get to your first point, that what you do need is you need an expert to come into a home and to do an evaluation of that home. And there are many types of evaluations that are out there. The one that we really encourage is having a home energy uh, rating performed on the home. Right. And a home energy rating, a, a trained home energy rater, auditor really is a kind of the more common name, but they'll, they will spend three to four hours uh, going through your house and uh, taking measurements, looking at the equipment, looking at the efficiency levels of your HVAC system. And then they'll also do certain tests. They will do a what's called a blower door test on your home. Okay. And what a blower door test does is it measures it measures the air infiltration into your home uh, by creating a suction really in your home. And then the auditor with that blower door going and suction occurring can go around the home with a smoke can, smoke pan or smoke candle, and see with that smoke. Uh, uh, candle where the air is coming into your home, and that identifies areas that need, really need air sealing. Another test that is done is uh, an infrared scan of your home, where the auditor goes outside under proper conditions, and then with an infrared camera, kind of scan your home and see where your home in the winter time is leaking heat and in the summertime is losing its cool air to the outside. And generally you find that in, the, in, the, in, in our climate, and I'm really from New England, and in climates like that in the wintertime, you will just see that kind of the hot air, or excuse me, the, the, the heat moving through the windows, moving through the roofs that are poorly insulated. So that's a second test that they'll do. They'll do the infrared test. Um, and then the third test, if you have, um, air conditioning ducts or the heating or the heated air from your home, if it travels through ducts, it's generally those ducts that kind of deliver the conditioned air to all the rooms in your house and then take it back uh, to, the, the, to the furnace, boiler, air conditioner or wherever. That those leaks, those those ducts leak excessively, and up to like you know, fifteen to twenty percent of all this conditioned air, on average, is lost from from duct systems. Well, using something called a duct blaster test, they can determine the auditor can determine where those leaks are happening, and then hopefully um, be able to reach those ducts and to patch them. Um, and they usually, the ducts usually are leaking at the seams where the various pieces come together. And there are certain materials, one particular material called, is called mastic, which is then used to seal up those ducts. But that's the evaluation piece. And so those, those three tests are generally done. The, also, the auditor looks around, will ask the homeowner questions about comfort, will ask questions about um, um, odors and smells, um, whether a particular room is too hot or too cold in the winter or the summer, and then generally be able to describe um, kind of qualitatively what they think is going on with the house. And then many times the home energy rater will have a computer program 
and they will enter in a lot of information about the house that they've just learned. They'll enter in the air infiltration number from the blower door test. Um, they'll take the information from the duct blaster test to see you know, showing how leaky or not leaky the ducts are. Uh, they'll enter all that information into a computer model, which will then run a set of calculations and then estimate your likely energy consumption for your home based on the structure of that home. And that then becomes your energy audit, which then a statement or a scope of work that the contractor can do uh, for you. Or if you feel uncomfortable about a possible conflict of interest, you can take that list of recommendations and then find a set of contractors yourself uh, to make those improvements. David, let me jump in there and ask you a quick question. Um, One of our shows, we had TVA uh, Frank Rapley on, and uh, and he has... And, of course, they work with the utility companies here. And I know TVA is part of the uh, Zebra Alliance. Uh, What you're speaking of as far as the scoring tool uh, of home energy scoring, how does that work in? Is that the same type of test that TVA would do in this area? And, and uh, David, we only have, David, we only have about a minute and a half left in this segment. So ah, if, you, if you don't okay. mind, we've got another segment coming right around. So before you answer that, yeah. I want you to frame it when we come back from break. But before we answer that question, I want to give you the opportunity to answer that on the other side of this break so that you can speak you okay. know, fully to that subject. Because I, I think this is incredibly helpful. And you have just laid out for our listeners how it is that they can evaluate effectively their home and this home uh, scoring tool that you speak of. For those that are out there that want to go to thehousinghour.com and click on the calendar button and look at our show, you can click right in there. And as a matter of fact, you can just click right on our our link and you'll be able to see it. It'll be right up on the front page. And then you can look and you can go to this tool that we've been able to evaluate. um, And it's a PDF and you can just view it and it gives you um, line by line just exactly what uh, Mr. Lee just spoke about. So it gives you a full accounting of what he's measuring. So why don't we do that? We're going to come back from break. We're going to talk, okay. continue our conversation with David Lee with the Department of Energy. We want to thank him for coming aboard. This has been very helpful so far. And thank you for coming in and listening to the Housing Hour. We look forward to a f- future conversation with you about this this topic. And we'll be right back after these messages. Tennessee's choice for Fox News Radio, 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the down-
downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. When choosing a company to handle your home financing, you want a great rate and someone you can trust. Tennesseans turn to Mortgage Investors Group, named Tennessee's number one THDA lender, eight years running. Homegrown right here in the Volunteer State and with 15 Tennessee locations, Mortgage Investors Group takes a caring approach to the lending process, finding a program specific to your needs. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution serving Tennessee for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. When it's time to buy a home or take advantage of terrific refinancing options, put your trust in Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender for over 20 years. With 15 locations in the state of Tennessee, Mortgage Investor Group offers a diversified line of products that takes a caring approach to the lending process that ensures each loan fits your individual needs. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution serving Tennessee for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. When the weather gets bad, the team gets stronger. Listen for live WATE Six Storm Team Severe Weather Updates now on 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. in here with David Lee. This is Kevin Ray with the Housing Hour. David Lee is from the Department of Energy and we're going to continue our conversation with him in just one moment. But before I do that, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, one that I believe in very strongly, and that is Admiral Title. Admiral Title been around for a long time. Um, Terry and Phyllis started that company about eight years ago and they designed that company to really put the customer first. Now the customer could be uh, you, the listener, that's just going out there and purchasing a home. Uh, or refinancing a home, but it also, a part of that definition, uh, could be a lender or a realtor because they really feel like um, their customers actually include those individuals as well because they want to partner with people to make their lives easier. They want to help establish a routine and a process to make sure that your customers are taken care of from beginning to end and to make sure that you, the listener, are taken care of. So, Tell them that you uh, heard uh, about them right here at the Housing Hour, and you can call them directly at 865-531-6060. Phyllis is one of those folks that have been in the business for a long time, and she knows how to do it, and she knows just exactly what uh, you will need to know. And so call them today, 865-531-6060. Okay, back in here, we want to have uh, Mark, as I said previous, going to the break, frame that question again for him. Yes, we have uh, David Lee, Department of Energy with us. And David, just before the uh, before the break, um, you gave a great explanation of how the evaluators come through and, and all the process that they do. And we had uh, TVA Frank Rapley on, and he has a group of evaluators to go to help us connect with the utility companies and figure out what we need to do to make our homes ener- more energy efficient. How does what you described, how does that fit in with what TVA does as far as their evaluation process? Do you know? 
Well, I, I cannot speak directly to the TVA program. Uh, I had a set of um, TVA staff up here a few weeks ago, and we were talking about ways we could jointly work together. What, I, what does happen, let me go back quickly to the kind of the kind of the audit that I described before the break. Now, that, that takes, on average, three to four, it can take five hours with a very complicated home. And it does come with a cost. And, then it can, and on average, I think the uh, ResNet, which is the trade organization representing these energy auditors or raters, will say that the average of uh, energy audit is $500 to do everything I described. What a lot of program implementers are trying to do, and we're trying, we're working with them to do this, and I believe this is what TVA does. They are trying to find ways to kind of cut down that amount of time to to provide just as good of an audit, um, but not really kind of incur that cost that uh, at least the auditor would incur and probably probably and does pass on to the to the homeowner and. What I've seen across the country is that sponsors have said and realized, you know, we know the housing stock in our area. Um, and we know that, uh, you know, in the Washington, D.C. area, there are split-level homes. Most of the homes were split-level homes built in the late 60s and early 70s. And they probably have changed out various pieces of equipment. And with some of those assumptions they can then quickly go into the home and make some quick calculations as what as to what needs to be done. Certainly if your if your boiler and furnace is thirty five years old, it I mean that is a that is a fairly old boiler. Um, your heating your air conditioning system, if you're lucky to get it fifteen to sixteen years, um, you're, you're, you, you are lucky, and but at some point soon that, that will break. If you're using an old refrigerator that uh, uh, you know that was purchased ten years ago, the, the efficiency of refrigerators have just so increased significantly over the past ten, fifteen years that that probably would be one of the recommendations. And so there are there are shortcuts to take, and from what I understand from TVA is that. I believe they have a point system in which um, various um, various pieces of equipment and, and and ceiling and insulation are added that a certain point system adds up and then you get a particular rebate for reaching so many points. Now, now but all of that work, all those shortcuts that TVA and others across the country are taking are based on a lot of knowledge that is, has accumulated over the years from these much more detailed energy audit or rating that I, that I described before the break. Now, the energy audit that you're speaking of, how do folks um, engage with you or with these folks to get this done on their home for instance we know how tva they have a website there's a, a phone number etc how do we go about getting this this one well for this one i would go to the resnet.org okay and at their website the resnet r-e-s-n-e-t um residential energy well residential network ResNet, R-E-S-N-E-T dot org. They will, you'll click on, you can, at that website, click on a state. And then within that, uh, 
pulls up a state and will list all the home energy raters that are in the area. And okay. I actually happen to know quite a several very good home energy raters, you know, in in the Tennessee area. So um, Tennessee is well represented in that uh, in that database. And I think that the website that we want to point people to is actually ResNet.us. Dot um, org. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. It has changed. I'm yes. sorry. So that's where we want to point people to. Just that it was just changed, I guess, recently. So, um, yep. okay. So that's where they would start. So I, I heard you explain the, the details about what it is that your energy um, inventory or evaluation entails. And then you spoke about how you will identify some uh, tasks to actually do, some action steps to create this 30, 40, or 50% uh, reduction. Now, in that energy score, is it intuitive in that it would say, if you do this and this, you're going to establish a 30% by our numbers, a 30% decrease or a 20%. Maybe people can't afford to do everything it suggests. Will it scale it down so that it, they can understand what savings they could see? Yes. They would have a kind of a detailed audit that I described. Um, they put the numbers in, come up with the kind of their computed, calculated energy consumption for that home. Then they will come up with recommendations of improvements that need to be made. Additional air sealing, additional insulation. Um, replacement of uh, windows with Energy Star products and appliances, and then they'll say, okay, if you do all that, then and we'll put that information back into our model, and the model will be able to crank out what they expect the, the savings to be for those improvements. <laughs> then what they'll do, most likely, is that they will, they will rank order in terms of uh, cost effectiveness, which, which ones give the bigger bang for the buck first and then you as the homeowner then decides what you know what they want to do based on cost and so that's so so that you know kind of an energy audit uh, that i described earlier can do that too i do think tva might very well and other programs which might have a kind of a more streamlined approach probably can do the same thing and what about, uh, so if this is for retrofitting, but what if somebody says, I'm building a home, I know that you have a new construction piece, how do they go about it figuring what needs to be done? Well, with, with new construction, what, you know, what the federal government has done and has done, has done successfully is that there's a program called Energy Star. And many people are familiar with the Energy Star program because they see it on products and appliances. You go into any, any major big box retailer and you'll see a lot of advertisements for, for Energy Star products and appliances. Energy Star refrigerators, dishwashers, a lot of electronic equipment, your computers, most of them are Energy Star. Well, that same Energy Star designation applies to new home construction. And people should really just look for a home that is labeled as Energy Star. And now an Energy Star is better than a home that is built to the energy code. The Department of Energy does make recommendations for energy codes. The codes are, are generally adopted by the code organizations, and then states decide what to implement. And so the codes have increased significantly over the years, too. 
But an Energy Star home takes it one step further and probably in general is 15 to 20 percent more energy efficient than a home that is built to code. And that, and that's what I would really recommend homeowners look for, is look for the Energy Star label for their home. Do now, we have any data on how many of these homes exist now? Oh, yes. Um, the program is run by the Environment Protection Agency. I used to run that program along with a colleague named Sam Rashkin, who really was the heart and soul for the program. Uh, there's over a million homes when we last... Two years ago, there was a million homes. There must be now, oh, probably 130, 100, well, uh, 1.3, 1.4 million homes that are labeled as Energy Star. Now, when let me ask you, when, when you have someone who wants to build a new home and they happen to have the interest in getting their home to have the established technologies and the air sealing and all of those bells and whistles that are going to save them money. How do they make sure that their builder knows what they're doing? And is there an accreditation? Maybe you've already talked about this in, in some of your columns that I've read, but I didn't quite see that. How do they go about making sure that their builder knows what they're doing? Well, with Energy Star and another program that we run out of here called the uh, DOE Challenge Home, which is even more energy efficient than an Energy Star home. All these homes have to be inspected by a third party and comes in afterwards and okay. works to make sure that the home has been built built to kind of the standards or specifications for Energy Star or the DOE Challenge Home. And now they don't always look at all the homes. They, they could come in and randomly sample a subset of those homes in their development. But those homes pretty much have been verified by a third party that they have met the Energy Star specifications. Now, the builder's challenge now, is that going to exceed the 50% savings? Potentially, no. It, it should it should get back to the fifty. That will that'll achieve the fifty percent savings that I had mentioned. Okay. Earlier when I first opened okay. the show. Okay. So like the air sealing and, and the insulation and those things are going to be maybe the twenty to thirty percent potentially. That is right. And then to but get to the fifty. Now, yeah. Now you get to the fifty. Now you're talking about a very efficient air conditioning. I mean, right now when you buy a, an air conditioner or HVAC system, it, it's required by law that it be a SEER 13, which is a measure of its energy efficiency. Most likely you would need to go to a SEER, a SEER 15 um, to achieve, to help achieve that 50%. Um, the ducts. We talked about how leaky the ducts were. Well, if you, there's a way you can build ducts so they're inside the conditioned space, so it's inside the kind of the the house that they're not running through unconditioned space where they could leak the air, but they're running through conditioned space. They're right. in their walls, uh, running up, say, through the center of the home, not on the outside, not running through the attic. Um, That's what happens uh, in my like house, it, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. So another way, so one way, I, you know, a builder would need to bring those ducts inside the condition space and that's that's another thing that will help reach that kind of 50 percent okay uh, mark now, uh, but that's not now that's but that's I, we, i'm not saying this is easy no and, i know, you know i know 
build, build, builders, you know, they have they have their business models and they have their financial objectives to meet. Right. And sometimes, a lot of times, that particular, well, many times the, the the kind of the very very efficient technologies are just not what the builders think their home needs to have in order to kind of do and make you know meet the financial objectives that they've set for their homes. Now one business. of the things sorry to interrupt but we only have three minutes left and I really want to get to this last part um, I noticed that one of your on, on that PDF that you talk about Thomas Edison and not talk about him but you give a quote I guess from Donald Norman the invisible computer 1998 and it talks about how brilliant of course Thomas Thomas Edison was and what a great inventor he was but maybe he wasn't such a good businessman and you use the example of the the phonograph right um, right so what I guess the question is, we have these technologies, we have all of these great new integrations and all of these potential retrofits and everything, and we only have two minutes left, so I, you're going to have to make this a short one, but um, yep. it's it's very expensive, and, and homeowners, I think, are a little disillusioned with all the money that's going out the door, and they're thinking, I'm not going to do this because I'm just sick and tired of spending money, when in the reality is this could save them money. Kind of give your closing argument why people should look into this using that Thomas Edison, Edison example because people think, oh, these are great technologies, but gosh, they're so expensive. I, I'd rather just go on vacation. <laughs> um, I do think, you know, that you could start saving money from day, day one, that the additional cost in the mortgage... Uh, will be far less than the savings that one would achieve through the energy efficiency, through your electricity bill. And yes, you'll have to pay a little bit more, but if it's a new home and you're purchasing and are using a 30-year you know, mortgage, uh, that, that you would be paying from day one less an increased mortgage than you, and then the savings you would have from, the, from your energy bill. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things that is coming up, and this pertains really to existing homes, is that um, some utilities are moving into on-bill financing, where you actually, for an existing home, you make the improvements, and you're funded by, the loan is provided by the utility. And you pay back the loan through your utility bill. Right. But what you'll see, or what you get a sense of, is that you kind of are now... Through this, this utility bill document, you are seeing that although you're paying a little bit more to pay off the loan for your uh, uh, making your house more energy efficient, yeah, um, you actually are saving money because well, you are you have that equipment and, and you have that uh, energy efficient technology in your home. I'm sold. I mean, I've been sold. I know that it's a, an incredibly uh, lucrative way of saving money and it, it's, it helps also the uh, environment and it helps everyone. So, Mr. Lee, I really appreciate you coming in and spending this time with us. We will make sure that uh, we do our part and educate the people in our listener er, uh, listenership area. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. We'll be right back after these messages. More to come with the Housing Hour. Be right back. Your Fox News 
Radio Source 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to being your home loan solution. It's just that simple. With over 22 years of experience in the home financing business and over 60,000 clients, MIG is Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender. Whether you're looking to upgrade your current home, purchase your first home, or need to simply refinance to a lower rate, now is the time to move. There has never been a better time to buy a home than there is today. Record low rates, great selection of homes for sale, and sellers ready to sell. This environment will not last forever. Mortgage Investors Group has money to lend, experienced loan officers to guide you, and a singular focus of helping you. Contact us and we will help you realize your American dream today. MIGonline.com or 865-691-8910. Equal housing lender, Tennessee license number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group. Buying a home is now more affordable than it's ever been in the last 20 years. Decline in home values coupled with rock-bottom mortgage rates makes home affordability a reality. Mortgage Investors Group is ready to help you take advantage of these dynamic market conditions. With 16 Tennessee locations, MIG has dedicated itself to taking a caring approach to your home mortgage needs to help you make your home financing your reality. For more information, call toll-free 800-489-8910 or visit MIGonline.com. Mortgage Investors Group. Your home loan solutions for the past 22 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group is an equal housing lender. Clearly, your best choice for news talk. 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Kevin Ray here. Thank you for joining us. And we actually, in studio with us right now, we have our uh, Goodwill segment, and we have Angie Sled. She is the Vice President of Development with CARM. Uh, thank you for coming in. Hey, and thanks for having us. me. Um, we, uh, we were having a good time off air there for a few minutes, and so we're going to talk about uh, a couple of very important things. And, and actually, something that we learned as we were speaking off air, um, Angie's grandmother in 1932 had a 30-minute, uh, was it? 15-minute story time. 15-minute story time right here on WNOX. And for those of you that do not know, WNOX is the oldest radio station in the state of Tennessee. They also happen to be the 13th oldest in the entire country. 
1921. Since 1921. Amazing. Incredible. Incredible. And Shine was educating us on that. So, wow, that's an incredible fact. And, you know, you've continued, obviously, to, to be a community resident and active in the community. Um, not since 1932, certainly. But um, Thanks for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And But could you... Um, Angie, you know, before we talk about a couple of the cool activities, the the dragon boat being one of them, talk to me just in general. Give me, give us a bird's eye view of of what CARM is and how it is that you guys function in our community. Oh, I'm a great great question. I'm glad you asked. Um, CARM for most people think of us on on just on the surface is we're the homeless shelter or the soup kitchen to to serve the areas poor and needy and homeless. And and while that is true, we uh, serve uh, over uh, nearly a thousand meals a day and sometimes over a thousand meals a day and, and uh, provide shelter to as many as 400 plus men, women, and children every night. More than anything, we're about helping folks who are ready to change their situation, to get out of homelessness, to have that pathway out. Um, it's, it's real easy to point at people and especially when they look like strong, work, able-bearing people say, you know, why don't you just go get a job? But what we find out at CARM is that people may look like they're able to just go get a job but when you really start talking with people and you find out who they are you realize we are serving a wide variety of people people who suffer from all types of, of mental illness that's not readily apparent when you when you see someone uh, folks who suffer from all types of mental deficiencies and for some reason or another these folks have become lost to their families and CARM becomes the place where they have a safe place to go and then in the middle of all that you've got folks who have just hit a bad time in their life. Maybe they've had medical problems that have spiraled out of control or they've lost a job and, and they've had long periods of unemployment and unemployment benefits have run out and they simply have no place to go. Y'all would be really shocked to find out how many people come in our doors who are hiding out from their family because they don't want their family to know how bad their situation has gotten and they're just embarrassed. Well, I, I know about CARM. I've been down to CARM. I volunteered at CARM. And I've also had individuals that I know of that I've helped to um, use the CARM's, um, you know, whole philosophy to get them on the right track, whether that be they needed temporary housing and they were going to get into a longer term treatment center. So I, I, I see the benefit there. And, you know, it's so profound to me. I just, I mean, my heart sinks when I think of some of the hopeless uh cases that that are that you guys deal with but the thing is you know in Jesus name it's not hopeless and that's what the beauty of your all's organization is because you're 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 not apologetic about being a Christian organization and that's part of who you all are and I think that's well represented in in what we've talked to off air and just what I've heard from the um from Bert the 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 right. I guess he's the CEO he's our president <laughs> right? CEO and so you know I think that when people drive down the road, and I'm maybe taking liberty here a little, but when they see people with these signs that say, we'll work for food, I think that there's an automatic um, judgment that's made about that person that, oh, you are in this situation on your own. But what you're saying is that, you know, there's more to that person behind uh, what it is that you see on the surface. That could very well be the case. And and first off, I, I, I want to tell you, I'm really glad you brought up the fact that we are a Christian organization, but that should not uh, be confused with we require someone to go to church uh, in order to get their, their meal or have a place to stay right. tonight. It is why we, it's why all of the staff and all of the volunteers are there is to live out Jesus' mandate to care for the least. And mm. that's what we do. Um, no one is just 
deserving of the grace and mercy that we've received. Um, consequently, we model that to others. No one is deserving. Uh, I'm not, you're not, none of us are, but we're still going to live out what Christ taught us how to do, to live out the grace and mercy that he showed us. And as far as uh, the, the folks on the side of the road, I I, I sometimes uh, surprise people with, uh, with my viewpoint on that because I, I will tell you, I will not cater to panhandlers. Right. Um, now, you're right in that we need to really question who these folks are. My husband in particular seems to have a, a very special gift for, for reaching out to folks who have just found themselves in a stranded situation and he has paid for more cars to get fixed and filled up gas tanks. But that's quite a bit different than handing right. somebody a $5 bill or a $10 bill or something to stand on the side of the road saying, you know, I'm hungry. I don't have any place to go. Because the fact is, is that there is a place for them to eat and there is a place for them to go. Carm does not turn anyone away. Um, if they have got, uh, if they have proven to have a clean criminal background in the sense that, I shouldn't say criminal background, a lot of folks who come to us have, have obviously have gone to jail. But if they are not a registered sex offender or are not not a violent offender, we can serve them and they can stay with us and we can work with them and help them out of their situation. Um, those who have proven to have a violent background or are registered sex offenders, frankly, what we do is we help them go to other programs. Um, we can't serve them at CARM because we serve too many children and it's just, there's too many people there. Right. So, so let's unpack for the listener out there just exactly how you guys operate. And that is that if somebody has the need to come and we're going to quickly get to talking about the, the drag I can vote race okay. in a moment, but I wanted to frame it so people know what, what, how, why it's so important and what a great organization it is. You know, you guys don't turn people away because they're not just willing to come and get help. They're not, you're not just going to say, well, if you're not willing to do something, then we're not going to give you a meal. You're certainly still going to be willing to love them, really. Absolutely, because it's in serving people when they're at their absolute lowest and they think they have no hope or they think they can do it on their own. And then you begin to break down those those tough barriers right. and that hard shell and begin to be able to open the door for them to get so, help. And so so that's a great thing for people to understand. If you're out there and you're listening to this, you're driving in the car, you happen to maybe want to participate with some of the fundraisers that are upcoming, just understand that they're not going to turn folks away because they don't c- come in automatically and say, praise Jesus. I mean, that's ultimately where I think they're modeling you to go. That's where we would love to see, they would love to see you to go. But the fact is they will still love on you until you can love yourself essentially is the way they probably put it. And, and, you know, they're going to look at your situation and, you know, they're going to encourage you and give you guidance. I'm sitting here doing, telling you all about it, but you're doing it correct. (laughs) They're they're going to help to um, be a conduit between the help and where you are currently. Now, we only have four minutes left, okay. and I want to spend that time, I wish we had more time, but talking about your fundraiser coming up. It's the number one public fundraiser that you guys do, correct? It's Talk our, about it. It's our largest community fundraiser, and we're talking about the Knoxville Dragon Boat Races, and uh, it happens next Saturday at the Cove. At uh, uh, we Teams will start arriving about 7 a.m. It's down at Concord Park. Concord right? Park, okay. and teams will start arriving about 7 a.m., and we will have a full day of dragon boat races and the cool thing about dragon boat races if y'all have never heard about these before is that it's it's more important that you've got teamwork and continuity i've always jokingly <laughs> said you could have a boat full of 80 year old little old ladies who could beat a team of bodybuilders if the little old ladies are in sync and working together
together in wow. one fluid motion. So it's about teamwork, and it's just really fun to come down and, and watch the community. There's thousands of people who will pass through that day. Cool thing is, is that these uh, team captains have decided on their own that their goal is to raise $187,000 that day wow. in order to feed, a hunt, make 100,000 meals, uh, pay 100,000 meals for CARM. That's incredible. How do people get involved, Angie? Uh, visit CARM.org. You'll see the Dragon Boat Races there. You can sign up and, and uh, you can just show up that day and participate. There's great food vendors. The Carm Abundant Life Kitchen will be down there serving food. You can come down and participate. If you know someone who's paddling, sponsor them in the races. You can sponsor them very easily and just put on your check or, or online. Just note who your paddler is so they get credit. Tell, tell everybody out there why it's so important, why, why this uh, organization, um, you know, these fundraisers are so important to CARM. Well, you know, CARM is, first off, we're the largest provider of services to the homeless community. Uh, no one else is providing emergency food and shelter the way CARM does. And uh, CARM does not receive any federal funding to do what we do. We rely in, uh, totally upon the community uh, for the East Tennessee uh, churches and from individuals in the community to make our services possible. Well, and I think that that's what I want for our listeners to know about is that, you know, CARM does what they do and they don't, they're not supported by the U.S. government. I mean, there's just not that funding that's coming through, you know, the, the administration or any other organization. So they depend on good folks like you, our listeners. And I know we got some great folks out there and I know that this goodwill section is really taking off and the um, support that you all have shown our uh, goodwill people that we've had is just incredible. Incredible, and we thank you all for that. And this one is close to my heart because it's just such an important piece of our community. And homelessness, because of CARM, I feel, and you can probably back me up on this, homelessness in Knoxville has really uh, had less of a problem because of CARM. I mean, you have a direct result as, you know, being the folks that are helping homelessness here. Well, we definitely have fewer people sleeping on the streets because we give them a safe place to go. And a safe place to go is where a lot of the folks that are out there that have these issues, they need somewhere safe to put their head down. And then also, like I said earlier, just to be loved on and for somebody to just help guide them and help direct them. So thank you, Angie, for coming in. I really appreciate it. Um, we're going to thank you, our listener. You make sure that you know that you can go to thehousinghour.com at any point and learn all about all the great information that we just now went over. Thank you to our guests today, and thank you to Mortgage Investors Group, serving Tennessee since 1989. We'll see you guys next week right here on The Housing Hour. Goodbye. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.